everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. <laughs> welcome back, Jerry. We're here to talk week 17. Carolina Panthers heading to Tampa Bay in the biggest game of the season so far. The division on the line in yeah. this game. You win, stay alive, you lose, season's over. Hey, so. you know, this is the best thing for the Panthers. You control yeah. your own destiny. I mean, as much as it sucks that we lost the Steelers game and the Tampa Bay Suckaneers, like, squeaked out a couple victories the past two weeks against Saints and whoever they played last week, Arizona, who should have won the game both times, but yep. whatever. Either way, we control our own destiny. We can go out there, dominate, take the division. Going from 1-5, and five, firing a head coach, trading away their best player, and they still have a chance to win it. I, I mean... Steve Wilkes has to rally this team. All the players are saying that they want him as their head coach. They need to go out there and show it. Yeah, I mean, this is this is it. This is where you show that you... I think if, if Wilkes loses this game, he doesn't become the head coach. I agree. I think, I think this is... You show Tepper here in a must-win game, you can get it done. Against a team that you have already beaten. Mm-hmm. Against a team that is not very good. No. That you should beat. You got to go win this game. I saw it's, that the Panthers are the third since they traded McCaffrey. They are third in the league in rushing. Yeah. Since they traded McCaffrey, they are third in the league in rushing. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, they traded away him, and Steve Wilkes was like, "Hey, we need to run the ball more." Yeah. Which, you know, honestly, I would have loved to have seen this team with McCaffrey with I was Wilkes. Say, as I a head wonder coach. If, what they would be doing with McCaffrey. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been awesome, but yeah, well. it is what it is to uh, John Fox, but, you know. But... Hey, everyone, just real quick. You may notice some freezing up, some things like that. We're aware of the technical issues. We're working on them. Uh, I have so many things trying to work through, man. <laughs> I, 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 just saw a big, to... I just saw a big blip, so I figured we might as well <laughs> warn I, the I, folks. I am working on it. I am. I have... So many different things I've already tried out, and I thought I fixed it, and then it didn't. And my brother, who's way more computer savvy than I am, said, it is not your computer, it's other things, so I am working on that. I I yeah. am sorry, and I am, like I said, yeah. working on it. We don't need to get too much into the weeds, but just uh, just a warning out there. You know, if we freeze up, if I'm like... You know, like that. The whole, <laughs> hopefully, it doesn't freeze right there. But uh, <laughs> you know that we we're we are aware. So, all right, uh, Jerry, we're going to talk a little bit later about your experience at the the, the frozen tundra that was, yeah. or or the frozen concrete pad, or whatever you want to call it, over there at Bank of America Stadium against uh, Detroit last week. But before that, let's talk about a little bit of news. There is some things to talk about. There are some things uh, to talk about. <laughs> yes, there is. Uh, coming from that Week 16 game, cornerback Jess, or J.C. Horn suffered a broken wrist uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, he did have surgery on Tuesday. Um, after the surgery was successful, the Panthers <clears throat> said that they were going to wait 10 to 12 days to evaluate Horn's status for the rest of the season. Um, that would probably put him at Friday or Saturday of next week. So my guess is, depending on this game depending the playoff implications and how he really is feeling. I mean, you don't he might play next week, 
but I would hold off until the playoffs probably, depending on how bad it is. Yeah, I mean, between this game and next week, I would say this game would be the more important one for him to play. Oh, he right? yeah, he when can't play Brady. this week, though, I right. don't think. So if they're not going to play him this game, you know, I don't see an urgent need to play him next week as well. Depending on how the secondary looks in this game. Because, you know, we'll talk about it. Keith Taylor, C.J. Henderson going to be the starters. Uh, but there is a little bit of help on the way as well. Yeah. Uh, former Panther, great. Can I say that? I don't, I mean, he had a couple uh, good, good years, but. Good. Good. Very, Panther, you know, good. Very good at times. Qu- uh, cornerback Josh Norman signed this week. Uh, he was a barista, <clears throat> granted, at his own coffee shop. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> got, the, people got keep leaving that out. Like, he yeah. Was, yeah, he was a barista, <laughs> but he owns the coffee shop. Yeah, that's why I, I I kept braiding that, and I was like, "Come on, guys! He owns the coffee shop. Right. It's not like he's just. I mean, good for him. He's working in a job. I mean, all of us have probably worked at a job where the owner was never there except to collect money and dip out or yell sure. at you. Right. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Josh Norman, he's back. Um, Thirty-five years old. Uh, past his prime. For sure. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't expect uh 2015 Josh Norman out there, guys. Yeah. But you know what? The Panthers needed some depth. They tried to, to claim a guy off the waivers last week and he decided he didn't want to play. I haven't seen any more about that story. Have you? No, that, I just that, saw that just... he was still on did yeah. not report. Um yeah. at least Josh Norman. I, here's my thought. He could be a physical receiver. He's a he was been a physical receiver. You drop him in the slot Corner. probably would yeah, and that's kind of where I would go with him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he's and he wants to be here. You know, yeah. he's he loves it here. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited that he's back. I don't expect a lot from him, but it would be cool just to see him play well. You know, honestly, because our secondary is kind of decimated. I mean, we've lost both starters uh, this year, and now we're rolling out the backups and C.J. Henderson, who is up and down as anybody can be. Uh, Keith Taylor played better last week, but was terrible the week before. So you never know what you're going to get from him either. Um, I mean, we need all the help we can get. Yeah, and let's. He did play last year. He didn't play great. He had a 47 PFF score, but he mm-hmm. did have seven forced fumbles. Yeah. That's a lot. Which led the league, I believe. And especially for a corner. So, I mean, he knows how to get the ball out. I mean, if he can. Get jam the guy at the line, you know, make some plays. That's what we need from him because that we need somebody because yeah. CJ and Keith are going to be on the outside against Mike Evans and uh, Godwin. Godwin. Thank you. I couldn't think of his Chris Godwin. <laughs> I mean, geez, we've got to do something. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, as bad as Tampa out. Bay has played, let's be realistic. Those guys are still talented. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those guys are so and. It's a must-win game for them. They can win the division by beating us this week. Yeah. That's all they need. They just need one win. And, you know, if you don't think Tom Brady is going to be on those guys all week long and is going to play as hard as he possibly can in this game, then you don't – you've never watched football. I mean, he <laughs> wants to – he desperately – he gave up his marriage for this. Yeah, you he know? absolutely did. <laughs> He's not going <laughs> to give up his marriage and not make the playoffs. Like, this guy wants to oh, win. Oh, that would so. be awesome, though. It Plus would. I, I mean, I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> um, 
So we'll see, but uh, there is also a very weird scenario where they could actually make the wild card, make a you know make, make a wild what? card game. Yeah, it's it's a far fetched scenario. I don't see it happening, but it is possible. Um, so Josh Norman's back. Speaking of Josh Norman, Josh Norman in 2015 won the Tom Barry Good Guy Award, which is an award given to players who make the media's job easier, uh, provide good conversation, and and just generally good with the media. Josh Norman won in 2015. They just announced the winner for this year. It's P.J. Walker. So congratulations to P.J. Walker. Not a huge news story, and it's a local award. But it's good to see him recognized. You know, P.J. Walker's been a good teammate. He's been a good player, good with the organization, good with the uh, community. So congrats to P.J. Especially for a guy that everybody kind of written off. Uh, we did. Yeah, at the beginning sure. of the season, before it even started saying, hey, uh, P.J.'s probably looking at the new XFL or, you know, one of the yeah, other leagues. Yeah, he was the odd man out, for sure. And, and then coming in, getting a couple starts, getting a couple wins. I mean, played well, kept his head up. Yep. Good for him, man, getting respect. Yep. And he's lost his job again to, to Sam, but, you know, he's still there. And honestly, if we had to go to PJ, I, I don't feel like that's an automatic L. No, right? I don't either. I, he beat Tampa Bay in, yeah. earlier this year. He, right. Look good yeah. against them. Yeah. So it's good to have him back. I think he's solidified a job in the NFL. Uh, I do too. I, I, I don't, don't see know if, if it's a primary backup, you know, with a good team, but I don't know. You know. I mean, look at look at Mike White. I mean, yes, he want he, he he's showing he's good, but there's other backups <clears> in this <throat> league that look like I mean yeah. Pittsburgh, even though Mitch Trubisky dominated us, you know, <laughs> I, I could say, see that's, that's a little sore subject there. <laughs> <laughs> but other teams out there would, I could see wanting a solid backup that could come in and spot duty, make some key throws. Yes, he makes stupid mistakes, but that's why he's a backup. I mean, well, look who, who's you know Tennessee is playing Joshua Dobbs tonight. Do you think Tennessee would rather have PJ Walker out there than Josh Dobbs? Probably. I mean, Josh Dobbs was a... A lot of people really liked him for a little bit, and then he started playing. And at least with yeah. P.J. Walker, when he started playing, people were like, hey, he's winning. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, congrats to P.J. there. Uh, welcome to the back to the team, Josh Norman. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about... We're going to wrap up last week, right? Jerry didn't get to come for the podcast uh, when we discussed... The absolute domination by the Panthers against the Lions. Jerry was at the game, Jerry, so I'd like to hear a little bit about your experience there. Uh, how did it go? Yeah, at the beginning of the podcast, you only mentioned that I was doing family things. No, I was at the game, and yeah, then yeah. I had to go directly to the game. It was cold. A, it was cold. Luckily, I wore three things, including a snowsuit, like for snow, and I was pretty mm -hmm. warm. So I, I will say that I was nicely warm. I didn't like freeze. A lot of Lions fans. I was kind of shocked that they existed. Um, <laughs> They're coming out of the woodwork this year. But other than that, it felt like utter domination. Like from the start, I remember. Besides the pass defense, the pass defense. I don't know why the Lions went away from this, mm -hmm. but that first drive they dominated us, and then the second they drive they tried to run and they failed. And then they went back to the run again. And I was just like, okay, if you don't want to stick to what was your bread and butter on that first drive, that's fine. But by halftime, it was already pretty much over. 
I mean, Lions couldn't really stay on the field or anything. It, it, I love this game. I was, it was a blast to go. Even though it was really cold, yeah. it was a blast to go because you could tell that they wanted it and they were going to get go get it. How did it feel in terms of the capacity? Like, was it 50% filled up? 70%? I would say 60, 70. Yeah. I mean, it, there was a lot of empty seats. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Yeah. And for those who didn't want to go, I completely understand. I yeah, I wouldn't have wanted to go. <laughs> like, even even knowing the result, I still don't know if I would have wanted to go. I, I thanks Bright Law, you know, closehere.com if you're closing in Charlotte, you know, mm-hmm. go that, go check them out. But I was not looking for tickets, but my wife got them from her work, and I was just, you know, okay, let's go. Yeah. So, yeah. My brothers went, and it was it was a cool family thing, you know. Got to yeah. go, then celebrate Christmas Eve. It was fun. It was a nice yeah. Christmas present. I will say, if we got dominated in that game, or if we lost it, like in the fourth quarter, <laughs> it would have it would have been so hard to go. Yeah. But thanks to the winning, the way they played, it didn't feel that cold. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. I mean, winning winning cures everything. So that's cool. I'm glad you got to go, and I'm you know represent. <laughs> The Meow Mix podcast out there, and uh, that's cool. So let's talk a little bit about the PFF scores from last yeah. week. Uh, you would expect there to be some good scores, and there are some good scores. So look at the offense first. Uh, I'll do the offense. Jerry can do the defense. Uh, we'll go number one is LaVisca Chenault with 24 snaps. He ended up with an 89.1 PFF score. That is high. Uh, DJ yeah. Moore, number two, 65 snaps. 88.3. Also, quite good. DJ had a great game. Yeah, he uh, did. Yeah. Deontay Foreman also had a great game. Deontay Foreman, Chuba Hubbard, 3 and 4. 83.6, <laughs> And then Sam Darnold. I mean, that's basically your offense right there. That You know, the, the running backs, uh, DJ, and then Sam, 71.7. So another good game from Sam. Looking at the bottom, uh, some guys that uh, you don't expect down there and some guys you do. Taylor Moten, number 15 on the list here, 59.6. Uh, Giovanni Ricci, only four snaps, 58.5. Cade Mays, only two snaps, 57.7. Ikki Aquanu, back down in the bottom five of 53.1. And our old friend Ian Thomas, rounding out the very last spot here with a 49.4. Thank God they locked him up for three years. I, I'm getting frustrated with PFF scores for our offensive line. Can I just say that they allowed zero hits, zero, zero, zero quarterback hits. And And they ran for 320 yards (laughs) and they rushed for a record. And yet we have two star our two tackles starting down there. Icky got a 53.31 on offense, 55 on run blocking and 36. No sacks, no quarterback hits. What are you? What? What I mean, there there was times where Sam Darnold had to hold the blocks or hold the yeah. ball for a second. How Taylor Moten again, three hundred yards? Or, come on! And none, and none of the other linemen, none of the guards or, or Bozeman were in the top five either. So yeah. where are they running the ball? Because somebody's blocking. And who's right? yeah? And no one led anybody to Sam Darnold. Zero sacks, zero QB hits. Yeah, there was some pressure. I mean, they they weren't perfect, but I mean, 
that low? Let's flag this game because because in the offseason, I want to try to get someone from PFF on and talk to them. I'd like to ask them specifically about this game and see what it was with the offensive line where they graded out so low. Uh, I, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, that's we'll flag it and we'll try. Yeah, I'd like because I think that's interesting. Um, well, you know, Ian Thomas at least holding up his end. So I, uh, I, go ahead and head to the defense here, Jerry. Yeah, I just want to say, for the most part, yeah. we agree with the PFF scores the way they kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. work, but it was it just seems weird with the offensive line dominating the way, well, the way they have. Yeah, Icky's been down there a lot in the bottom mm-hmm. five, and he just doesn't look bad when we watch. He's not no. giving up sacks. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very curious to see why that is. Yeah. Uh, now, going on to defense, number one, Derek Brown. Continuing his awesome season. Uh, unfortunately, didn't get to the Pro Bowl. We'll discuss that another day. Uh, Bravion Roy, number two. He's been up here quite a bit. So, mm-hmm. 14 snaps. Uh, again, 87.2. Damian Wilson, three snaps. Don't really care. 78.9. I mean, good for him. He had a good game yeah, for... Yeah. <laughs> Matt yeah. Ioannidis, uh, 77.5. Xavier Woods, 74.9. And Xavier Woods did stand out a lot to me during the game. Yeah, so yeah he had a I good game. He, and he he came off of, uh, I think I think against Pittsburgh, he had a pretty bad game. So good job by him. Um, someone asked me on Twitter about Ioannidis if, if I thought uh, or if we thought that the Panthers should re-sign him next year. I think he's been pretty good. I, I would but say yes. he's making $10 million this year. I don't know if I want to sign him to like a multi-year deal making $10 million a year. Uh, he's also pretty old too, isn't he? I think he's like 35. At 35, he's his, yeah. He's in his mid-30s, I think. Definitely would not want to put a multi-year deal on him. But um, I, w- I would like to re-sign him. That's a little pricey for me. Because I think a lot of Derek Brown's jump is because of Ioannidis is taking some... I'm wrong. He's 28. Okay. So does I wouldn't mind. Your, does that change your opinion? I wouldn't. I would sign him to a multi year deal. Yeah. Maybe not <laughs> $10 million a year because you're going to have to spend on Derek Brown, but I would like to get yeah. him back because yeah. I think him being there helps free up Derek <clears throat> Brown. That's. Yeah, I agree. I, he's been good. And we had Daquan Jones last year, who I thought was also pretty good. Um, lost him in the offseason because he was a one year deal as well. I, uh, I will say that maybe Bravion Roy gets it. May, maybe he's played pretty well. But again, it, he's it, only played a handful of snaps a mm-hmm. game. So um, but, I'd be down to, to re-sign Ioannidis, honestly. I, I did I, too. I think he's, but, been, he's played well. Reasonable it, contract. It, we're over the cap right now. we got to sign a quarterback. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just back. saw some, like Peter Schrager or some, some you know, big-time NFL writer tweeted that the Panthers were, like, second uh, in cap space in the league. And I was like, yeah, this year, this year, we've, we're second. But next year, we're, like, 28th. <laughs> like, it's, it's all coming to catch up to us next year. And they'll, and they'll do what they always do. And they're going to roll over, I think, $30 million, Yeah, uh, that, in that'll cap help. space this year. So that's going to be a big help. Um, all right, what's the bottom five here? Bat on five, Henry Anderson, 54.2. Shaq Thompson, 53. I didn't... Yeah, it's a surprise. I, I didn't think that was... It looks like it was in coverage, mostly, that he really mm-hmm. struggled. Uh, 
Speaking of coverage fail, Miles Hartsfield. Uh, Frankie Louvu, second to last. Uh, 45.4. He had a 34 in coverage. Um, yeah. he, he was really good in tackling and run defense, which that's his bread and butter. Mm-hmm. But that coverage is not the greatest. Uh, Corey Littleton at 38. It, it's the coverage. Uh, the runs, run defense was awesome, in my opinion. Yeah, it was really good. Um, and you can see that in the PFF scores, run defenses. I mean, even Frankie Louvu with a 45 overall, he had an 81 run defense, right? Yeah. So it's um, the run defense was great. I mean, Jared Goff and the Lions, they have a really dynamic passing offense. You know, uh, Like you said, I'm surprised they didn't go to it more earlier in the game. Yeah. Uh, Dan Campbell's just – he's a great personality. I don't know if he's a good coach, <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I will give this. He flipped that team over. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think golf they has have played a... as well as he's played in his career. Exactly. He had a good game. Like golf had like three hundred yards and three touchdowns. I right. will say this: I love the fact that after the game, his quote to Steve oh, yeah, yeah. Wilkes about kicking their butts, and he was like, "Good game." <laughs> yeah. I I, I like that. Ass. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> because. Let's be honest, all of us, you know, we love this team, but some, like the Pittsburgh game, that's what we said. We were like, wow, they, they, they kicked our butts. Yeah. Hats off. That's it. Yeah. And you go on to the next week. Yeah. Well, I mean, the good news is Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin, one of the better coaches in the league, one of the best coaches in the league. Dan Campbell, maybe not. Todd Bowles this week, I would not say he's one of the better coaches in the league. Oh, no. Uh, and then you've got... Oh, gosh, who's who's the Saints coach? Dennis uh, Allen. Dennis Allen, probably one of the worst coaches in the league next week. So Steve Wilkes, I think I think we got a head, you know, a, a, an advantage at coaching the next couple of weeks. So I do too. All right, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun. But we'll talk about that game here in a second. You wanna take a quick break? Yeah. All right, everyone, uh, check out our YouTube channel. We don't really talk about it too much during the podcast. We always give a little plug at the end but we're gonna do in the middle this time uh meow mix podcast on youtube uh we have reached our thousand subscriber mark so we're on our way to the next thousand i guess uh we'll do something that 1500 1500 subscribers will do something that's a good that's a good mark um check us out over there check us out on twitter meow mix podcast on twitter uh, and then, if you could, go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, I always call it iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yeah. iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to this podcast, give us a five-star review over there if you could. Uh, it really helps us in the algorithm, helps uh, show our podcast to other people. Uh, tell your friends, you know, help us out a little bit. We'd appreciate it. Uh, all right, Jerry, I think we're going to get back to the show. Yes, we are, and I have trivia today, but unfortunately, my com- my phone is not pulling up my screenshots that I had, so I'm trying to find the date of this game. Jerry, just having real technical difficulties today. Yeah, I am, because I didn't even write down the... Okay. Jerry does have an Android phone, everyone out there, so bear with him. <laughs> bear with him. So the Panthers scored 48 points one time against Tampa Bay, who Tampa Bay, the Panthers have a winning record against overall, pretty... Pretty significantly, actually. Now, in this game, Cam Newton was quarterback. We scored 48 points. I believe it was 2016. <clears throat> Unfortunately, my date is not captured here. Okay. Can you name the receiver 
that had the most receiving yards that game. Cam oh Newton gosh. was the quarterback. Cam was the quarterback. Steve Smith wasn't there. DJ Moore wasn't on the team yet in 2016. Oh gosh, Ted Ginn was that? Was he still here, or did he leave after that Super Bowl season? Ted Ginn was I not think on Ted the receiving. Ginn was not on the team. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, Devin Funches. No. Brandon LaFell had three receptions for 103 LaFell. yards, long of 91 yards. Wow. Brandon LaFell. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Is he still playing? Brandon. I don't think so. Last I saw, he was with the Patriots and then kind of fluttered down. I think he ended with another team. but I think uh, he, Yeah, I think it was the uh, Bengals. And I'm also looking, Jeremy Chalky. Legate, Nanani, D'Angelo Williams, Steve Smith, and Jonathan Stewart. <laughs> Lagoon Nene, right? Nene, yeah. Legadoo Nene. Yeah. But this was back in the double trouble era, and Jonathan Stewart had seven rushes, D'Angelo Williams had seven rushes, and Cam Newton had six rushes. And Vaughn, I don't remember Vaughn's first name, had seven rushes, 24 yards. And we scored 48 points? We, must we have had a four of defensive touchdowns or something. <laughs> Two by Williams, like one by offense. Cam Newton. Um, three touchdown points. passes, one to LaFell, one to Shockey, and one to Jonathan Stewart. Okay. Interesting. It was offense. Brandon LaFell, but... by the way, uh, final year 2018 with Oakland. Yeah, that sounds so, about right. There you go. All right, cool. Uh, good trivia there, Jerry. Let's talk about the injury reports here. Uh, not a terribly deep injury report for the Panthers, but unfortunately, J.C. Horn heads it up. We know he's not playing this week. Uh, he did not practice, obviously, yesterday or today, Thursday. Uh, Shai Smith, full practice on Thursday. Steven Sullivan, limited practice. Shaq Thompson, limited practice with a hamstring. Tommy Trimble, limited practice with talent. And Marquise Haynes, uh, defensive end, <laughs> limited practice with an ankle. <coughs> that was smooth was that? <laughs> limited practice because of talent uh, for Tampa Bay it's a much longer list uh, in fact the the font here is very small so I'm going to try to read it Carlton Davis, cornerback, did not practice yesterday or today Jamel Dean, cornerback, did not, uh, limited practice uh, Mike Edwards, limited practice Julio Jones, limited practice. Carl Nassib, limited practice. Anthony Nelson with an illness. Uh, did not practice yesterday. Full practice today. Cade Otten, tight end, full practice. Donovan Smith, offensive tackle, limited practice. Vita Vea, limited practice. Antoine Winfield, limited practice. Tristan Wirfs, limited practice. Uh, Rakeem Nunez Rochez, did not, uh, did not practice with a personal issue. And Tom Brady did not practice with a rest issue which, which is um, kind of weird that he rests on thursday most players rest on wednesday but yeah he doesn't have a, a designation for yesterday so i guess he practiced yesterday and just didn't practice today um yeah it's uh that's, big a, that's a big list <laughs> it, donovan smith uh vita vea tristan worse all of them huge yeah. names julio jones i mean 
yes, Julio Jones isn't what he used to be. Carlton, I mean, they've been so injury-plagued, too, this team. Well, especially on their offensive line. I mean, their offensive line is absolutely decimated. And they lost another one last week uh, for the rest of the season. And worse, when he's been back, but he's not been at his normal level. And it's uh, I mean, that that's that's a, that's an area that the Panthers, I hope, I'm sure, are game planning for. You have to. getting to Brady. Like, I, that, I mean, when we get to our keys to the Panthers' victory, I mean, yeah. that's on there, obviously. But I mean, Tom Brady always, you can hit him, and you can. That's how the Giants beat him twice in the Super Bowl was getting yeah. to him, yep. was getting up the middle. Uh, Tom Brady's still great. Don't let's not. Sure. No comment saying t- Tom Brady's still, you know, go, what are you talking about? Yes. Yeah. But, but this you is how could... you beat every quarterback, right? Yeah. I mean, and Tom Brady, as good as he is, you know, the best of all time, he's still susceptible to being knocked down when a big 300-pound man comes rushing at him, <laughs> right? Especially up the middle. Who would not be <laughs> intimidated with a 300-pound uh, man? Cam Washington. Newton, I would guess, would probably be about the only <laughs> Cam and Josh Allen, maybe those might be... Two of the only ones. Um, Panthers are three-point underdogs in this game. It started out at five and a half points and quickly mm-hmm. dropped to three because all the smart people jumped on that five and a half point line. Over-unders, uh, 41 and a half. So not expecting a very high-scoring game here is Vegas. And I don't blame them. I mean, the first one was a, what, a total of 23 points, right? Was it 20, 20 to three 24, victory for the Panthers? Give me one second. I have a 21 to three. 21 to 3. Okay, so 24 points. Um, yeah, I think they'll score a little more than that in this game. I did too. As a, I as mean, a combined duo. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, well, let's talk to some of the keys to make sure the Panthers have the most points in this game. Now, one of the keys is path, Panther secondary needs to step up in the absence of J.C. Horn, especially facing Tom Brady and the Bucks' dangerous receiving core. J.C. Horn has been lights out most of the season. Can't really pass that well on him and everything. He shuts down a receiver a gate. The problem is the other corners have struggled. Dante Jackson, but now he's on IR. C.J. Henderson. Now, okay, let's try Keith Taylor. Oh, nope, he struggles too. Back to C.J. Now C.J. Henderson and Keith Taylor are going to start. According to Steve Wilkes, that's, that's the plan anyways. And then Josh Josh Norman's going to come in to help relieviate when he can. I mean, they they say they've got packages where he can play. I mean, obviously he'll understand where a zone is. You know, he could play man, but the intricacies of a defense, he doesn't know. He doesn't know the other players. So you're really relying on them. Yeah, I would assume he's going to play a lot of man. Just, hey, go out there, cover this guy. And probably not a lot of the zone coverage you know knowing where the other guys are things like that um he said you know he said that his instincts are still there his body feels like it's still there but you know he's he's a little slower than he was right oh yeah i'd be 35 i mean yeah he hasn't played (laughs) he hasn't played this year at all so it's you know but he does have fresh legs so that's that's going for him fresh 35 year old legs but they're fresh so uh yeah, but you're right. I mean, the secondary, This I think this is maybe the key to the game here is to see how C.J. Henderson and Keith Taylor, how good of a J.C. Horn impression they can do. Yeah. Because 
they're you mentioned it. Those wide receivers for Tampa are very good. Now they haven't been great as a team, as an offense, especially this season. But like we talked about, like they're they're gonna have to. They're probably gonna throw some stuff at the kitchen sink in this game because they need to win. They need to win. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to lose and then have to count on us to lose next week against a very bad Saints team. Yeah, I we're playing with house money. They are not. Yeah. They right. they they bet the farm on this three year Tom Brady Super Bowl run. Right. Meanwhile, the Panthers. We just fired our head coach and traded away our best player. We're playing with house money if if this is, can. <laughs> yeah, this is all a massive surprise to most of us after that one in four start. Uh, yeah, I mean we're just happy to be here. <laughs> now, I mean, don't get it twisted. We want to win, and we think we can win. I I'm going to go ahead and say win. I think we can win. Steve Wilkes has his team following the blueprint that should have been followed at the beginning of the good mm-hmm. defense, run the ball down their throats, suffocate the other team. Yeah, That's what it's been. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, speaking of, that's one of our other keys of the game here. Run the ball. Get Deontay yep. Foreman and, and Chuba Hubbard going just like we did last week. Tampa gives up 120 yards a game. That's 17th in the league. Four and a half yards per attempt. Uh, yeah, if we could average four and a half yards per attempt in this game, we win. I yeah. think that's I think that's it. I mean, last time we played them, 173 yards. Yeah. I mean, 7.9 average for Deontay Foreman, 7.0 for Chuba. DJ Moore and Raheem Blackshear made that average for a total 6.4 because they got yeah. lost. So run it at them. May keep Sam Darnold clean. We know he's been playing good, but that's because he's been kept clean, people. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, that's again, between the secondary and then our running game, those are kind of the two strengths of this team, really. I mean, J.C. Horn, I guess, mainly the secondary, but the running game is the strength of this team. That is, as the running game goes, so go the Panthers, right? I mean, we've seen mm-hmm. it every game. The games where we run the ball for 150 yards, we win pretty much yeah. all the time. And, and that's uh, that's a stat against them, too, is – Anytime a team runs for 150 yards or more, they lose. And that's, yeah. I think, honestly, most teams lose if you run a lot of teams like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you control the clock. You, you know, you, you control the clock, you keep their offense off the field, and you tire their defense out. So if it is a close game, you can make those moves. But you don't want to keep Tampa Bay close. <laughs> Another key thing is don't let the, this game to get close because we saw it in Arizona, we saw it in New Orleans, Tampa Bay, or Tom Brady is still Tom Brady and he gets pulled magic out of his uh, rear end because they, they they shouldn't have won the past two weeks, but they found ways to win, and that's that's good on them. I mean, I wish, wish yeah. a couple years ago we could have done that, but we weren't. So that's how good teams win sometimes. <clears throat> When things yeah, don't go I mean, their way, they find a way to win. And and that's Tom Brady. Like he, if, if the game comes down, and we've seen it, we've seen it a million times with him. We've seen it personally as Panthers fans with him. If the game is coming down to the final possession and he has the ball, you're probably going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way it is. And don't get all upset about that. 
Go look at your history, people. Like, he wins games. He wins those games almost all the time. And there are some that he has lost, sure. But it's like Michael Jordan having the ball with 12 seconds left, down one. Who are you going to bet on? Yeah. Uh, are you going to get give it to Horace Grant or Michael Jordan? <laughs> Even yeah, I mean he's going to he's going to make the right play. He's just they're they're going to win the game. Um you know, Brady has not been spectacular offensively this year. He only has 21 touchdowns total. Mm-hmm. He has 9 interceptions, which is about his average. Um but the last 2 years, you know, 2020, 40 touchdowns. 2021, 43 touchdowns. Now he threw as many touchdowns as his age, <laughs> you know, which is ridiculous. Um, this year, only 21 touchdowns, but he still has thrown for almost 4,200 yards, which is top five in the league. They're still moving the ball. They're just not scoring. So I know this isn't on our list, but I think that's going to be one of our keys as well is once, you know, <laughs> as Tampa Bay moves the ball, we got to keep them out of the end zone. They oh, yeah. can kick field goals uh, or force turnovers, right? And another thing, yes, absolutely. You need to get them. If they get down there, you need to stop them. I mean, they yeah. did it to Detroit twice last week. I mean, that, those were key. The turnover, what I think was honestly the key of the game because after that, they started stumbling. Um, yes, absolutely. You need to stop them from scoring touchdowns. You need to prevent them from the end zone while you need to score touchdowns. Uh, one reason why I think Tom Brady's down on touchdown this year is his offensive line, like we said, has been decimated. Uh, And again, Tom Brady, if you get in his face, you can rattle him. Uh, Derek Brown especially needs to come out and penetrate that line, collapse that middle of the um, pocket, because that's what really scares him. As much as I love Brian Burns and coming around that edge, flying like a rocket, up the middle, Derek Brown... Is can really mess with Tom Brady's head. He had four to five hurries last week. I mean, he mm-hmm. he really got in Jared Goff's face. So I'm hoping he has another big game today. That's another key. Sorry. Yeah, I mean he's 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 got the ability. He's playing his best football of his career, and he's going against an offensive line where he should absolutely have the advantage. Right? Mm-hmm. He and Brian Burns. Like Brian Burns also should be able to get Brian Burns so damn fast. He should be able to get to Tom Brady. As quick as Tom Brady can get rid of the ball, there will be opportunities. There yeah. will be opportunities. It goes back to the secondary, though, right? Because you're going to have to make Tom Brady hold that ball a tick longer yeah. than he wants to, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in order for Derrick Brown and you know uh, Burns and Haynes and whoever else is trying to get there. So I think, you know, I just I go I keep going back to the secondary. Like, it's... They are going to have to step up. Those guys are just going to have to step up. Um, last key here, really, for me, Tampa Bay, like we said, they are they know this is a must-win game. Everybody in the league knows how the Panthers win, right? It's oh, yeah. being talked about on every sports show. When they talk about the Panthers, they talk about the run game. Run, 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 run. That's what they want to do. They don't want Sam Darnold to have to throw the ball. We saw that in the Pittsburgh game. As bad as they were running the ball, they did not let Sam Darnold take shots. They did not let him try to go win the game. That might happen this week. Tampa Bay, they're going to load the box. They're going to do everything they can to try and stop this team from running. If that happens, 
Sam is going to have to step up. Sam's going to have to make good throws, and he's going to have to play mistake-free. We can't have a repeat of what happened against the Steelers, or our season's over, right? Yeah. And I have a feeling that Sam's going to have to make some plays in this game for us to win. And he did last week against Detroit. He made quite a few uh, key throws, and he's going to need to do that. He's going to continue to need to play clean football, mistake-free football, but when the time comes, he's going to have to thread that needle to DJ Moore. He's going to have to hit him over the top. He's going to have to hit Terrace Marshall on a fly, Mm -hmm. you know? And Terrace Marshall, he jumps up over a receiver when he's covered and makes a play, and that's... We're going to need to see that. We're going to need him to trust the receivers and him to be smart with the ball. Yeah, uh, it's, you know, Sam Darnold, he hasn't had to play from behind uh, except in that Pittsburgh game since he's started this season. We mm-hmm. have, he has not been behind in any, in any of the games we've won, all the three and one record that he has. All three of those wins haven't trailed in a, se- a second. Yeah. Right. So let's go with a, a, another key here. Start hot, <laughs> right? Don't get behind. Yeah. I mean, start Panthers hot. Have you to, have to. to, to <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't, you know, if you start on defense, get a three and out. You start on offense, get down there and at least get a field goal. Do something, you know, put some points on the board. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. uh, that's obvious. Most people want to get off to a hot start, but. You're right. You don't want Sam Darnold trailing. You don't want to get in your own head. You want to impose your will on Tampa Bay, which they have been able to do. They were able to do it last time. They've been able to do it except for a couple games since Wilkes has taken over. The Cincinnati and Pittsburgh games since then impose their will on every other team. Yeah. I mean, even the Atlanta game, we ran the ball well in that game. We Played good. It was just our defense that got destroyed in that game. Our defense um, and our kicker sucked. Yeah, yeah, our kicker. Who's been great, like Eddie P. Let's go. Yeah, he's been good this year, but I've seen a lot of people want to re-sign him from next year. Um, I don't know. I, I say Conversation for another game. Another uh, yeah, <laughs> I would say you sign him and Zane Gonzalez <clears throat> compete in the offseason. Unless an RT yeah. comes and offers him good money. And then Second you say, round pick? No, no, no. He's under Trade contract for Zane Gonzalez. <laughs> All right. Uh, beer bet of the week. Do we have beer one? bet of the week? I have no clue, man. I, I am so excited for this game. I haven't even thought about bold predictions and game predictions. It's for the division, basically. Maybe we, yeah, maybe we skip the beer bet this week because I don't, I don't even want to. I don't even want to put a jinx on anything. No. I don't want to. I don't want to have to take a negative. You know, I don't want to. Let's let's skip the beer bet this week. Beer bet is let's go Panthers. Here's the beer bet. Panthers win, I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Vice versa. <All> right. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, bold predictions. Well, let's go ahead and get yours out of the way. You know, I've been doing the Terrace Marshall Jr. thing <laughs> for so long, and it's been winning, so I'm going to continue on. I was going to do running yards, but... Now I feel like this is like a luck charm, and I gotta keep going. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> There's Marshall over uh-huh. 100 yards uh, receiving, and he's played good too. Let's let's not mock he's him for well. for that. He's well. So he hasn't had he hasn't had the big game yet, but he has played well. He's come close. Uh, 
he's got close. What do you had? 80, 80 something yards one game. Eighty eight. So he's yeah, he's come close. Um, my bold prediction, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna go secondary. I'm gonna say we get two interceptions in this game. And against Tom Brady, I think I that's love that. a pretty bold prediction. That is. Yeah. Especially with our gonna, best corner I'm gonna go out. Even further and say Josh Norman gets one of those. Oh, I would love it. There you go. And he forces four fumbles. No, I'm not going that far. But he, <laughs> I do think uh, I think we'll pick the ball off. Well, I don't think, but I'm going to predict that we pick the ball off two times in this game. Nice. All right. Game predictions. Do you want to go game first? Predictions. Sure, I'll go first. Uh, I'm not going to try to do the reverse jinx here. I truly believe the Panthers can win this game. I desperately want them to win this game, so I'm going to predict that they will win this game. 28-24, Sam Darnold wins the game on a last-minute touchdown pass. I am going to go Carolina 27 Tampa Bay 17, and I think Tampa Bay gets that seven in the fourth quarter trying to make that comeback. Okay. I'm feeling so you think you don't you don't think this is gonna be a close game at all. I'm hoping not. Maybe that Yeah. I mean the first game was it between them? No, that's true. That's true. And that's kind of why I think it this one will be. I you know, let's not get it twisted. This is a road division game oh, I against know. a I championship just... team for basically for the championship, like this is for the division, uh, particularly for them, but for us too, really. I mean, this is—it's a massive game. It's a they've huge been here, game. They've been there before. We have not. And, and right? you were talking about the team getting flexed into the prime time this game. I I said I wouldn't be shocked if Fox blocked it because they're allowed to yeah. block um, a flex game. So in yeah. their schedule, they can look at their schedule and say. I want to keep this game. This is going to be my main game. And since we yeah. have Greg Olson and his partner, I think it was it was their pick. Yeah, and we and we didn't mention that. This we're going to have the the A team in our uh, announcing crew this week, which is very exciting. The first time this year. I guarantee you, if the Panthers win this game, this isn't even this is even a prediction. This is just a fact that they will be flexed to four o'clock next week. The Bucks mm. will be flexed to four o'clock next oh, week. Oh yeah. You don't want any. Anybody to know who's going to win, you know, prior to their game. So I, I guarantee you those that Panthers will be flexed next week to 4 o'clock if we win this game. So just get ready for that. I hate 4 o'clock games. I do too. It's going to happen. Um, so if you hate 4 o'clock games, maybe you hope the Panthers lose this game. No, don't you dare say that. <laughs> maybe they'll keep them both no. at one so we don't know. But yeah. Maybe. Maybe, but I well, feel like I think, I think I feel like New, usually that's what happens, right? I think New Orleans wins and they beat us, and Tampa Bay loses. They yeah. they could they still have a chance. So let's not act like New Orleans is completely out of this. If they win, yeah. I think they who do they play this week? I didn't even they put play it on my... Philadelphia. Okay, so, so if Garden order. if Garden Minshew sucks and mm-hmm. you know some reason. New Orleans beats them, then they still have an outsider's chance, uh, you know, if we win and then they beat us. So, And you know what? They don't even have to flex because none of next week's games have times. I just looked. They're all <laughs> TBD. So they're going to make that schedule. So, I mean, I guarantee we're not going to get a, a, the primetime game, but we could get a 4 o'clock game. I think that's probably what will happen. 
But uh, anyway, um, yeah, unless um, New Orleans wins, then I could see us in New Orleans wins. I could see them flexing us to a primetime game for the division. Yeah, yeah, you know, I could see that because if the but well, because if the Bucks beat the Falcons next week, then the Saints would be eliminated at that point. So I don't know. It's there's it's really weird. It's it's funky. So the Panthers would have to lose both games. Is that? Um, no, no, the Bucks no, no, would no, have no. to lose both games. Yeah, the, the Panthers Bucks... would have to win one and then lose to the Saints. Next Correct. Week. The Saints would have to win both games. Yes. Yeah. So. It's everything's still up in the air. <laughs> like only the Falcons can't win the division. Yeah, uh, and they could still technically tie for first. <laughs> but, but the Panthers are in the driver's seat. Same with the. Yeah. You know they can win out and just that's it. That's all they have to do. They win, yeah. win, go, go to the playoffs, beat the Cowgirls, and call it a day. Yeah, there is a scenario where every team in the NFC South could finish seven and ten, and if that happened, the Panthers would be, well. The Panthers yeah. could be the victors. If they all end up 7-10, and 10, yes, they will yeah. be the victors. Yeah. Crazy. What a weird year. Yeah. All right. Any last thoughts on this game? As we've, we did Just, run this I'm, game I'm, preview I'm, a little <laughs> No, No. I think people like the longer ones. Um, I'm excited about it. I mean, this is the first December end of December game since, what, 2017 that's mattered. It, this is our first podcast where December matters. Yeah, yeah. we have we I have mean, never it's... covered a playoff game. I am s- <laughs> fingers crossed. You're right, Jerry. <laughs> this could be our first year. Uh, if it doesn't happen this year, I think it'll happen next year. But we want it to happen this year. Like this is this is what it's all about. Is yeah. these types of games where everything's on the line. So I, cu- I couldn't be more excited. Yep. Uh, me too. Oh, come on. Let's go, Panthers. Keep pounding. Let's go. Uh, Let's go. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at MailMixPodcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at MailMixPodcast.com. If you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on our show. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. We'll be back Sunday afternoon to hopefully break down a Panthers win. But even if it's not, we'll still be here. We won't be quite as excited, but we will be here regardless. Um, but let's be serious. We're going to be talking about a Panthers victory, right? I don't want to jinx it. it I, I, I don't want to jinx it, it into every existence. time I think like that, it hurts It does me. feel like it, though, right? This just feels like it, it everything feels like, it, is coming together. It We're playing like, our best football at the right time of the year. It feels like the Panthers are the best team in the division right now. Yeah. I, I, that's... Honestly, I said that a couple weeks ago. I was like, they look like the best team. Like, watching yeah. Tampa Bay and the other teams, I'm like, we They might be the 10th best team in the NFC, but by God, we're the best team in the <laughs> NFC South. <laughs> and hopefully someday we can prove it and we can march into the playoffs. That's right. All right, everybody. Well, stay safe out there. And until next time, keep pounding. <laughs>